Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet committed to watching four hours of Doctor Who this week. That's right. Mm. This is what we do for you people. Yeah. I mean, let's let's <laughs> face it, we do it for us because we <laughs> yeah, like the show, but still, it's the noobs and the Whovian. My name is Austin. I'm the Whovian. and these are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're, we're the noobs. And this is the podcast. <laughs> Sorry. All right. I don't know. (laughs) Trip got a little saucy with it today. And this is the podcast that introduces a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And and two two sons sons who haven't. So welcome to episode number 131. It's a palindrome. Uh, 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 (laughs) Palindromic number. So random. Palindromic number. Hey, you could also cut it in half and mirror it or whatever the crap is. It's not only a palindrome, it's vertically symmetrical. Yeah. Covering Series 8, Episodes 3 and 4, Under the Lake, and Before the Flood. I'm scared to read what comes next. This is the one where the Doctor and Clara fight space ghosts while underwater and don't actually create a bootstrap paradox. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, did they not? No. I don't know. Doctor made a hologram. Oh, because it was a hologram. Which is so Wait, but it's still a bootstrap. No. The bootstrap Do we need to talk about this later? Oh, yeah. He flooded the place, but... That's not... who cares? It, it's not important, really. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he he created the... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. remember, he where said, did where did the information come, come from? Oh, yeah. 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 Where, who wrote Beethoven's Fifth? Whoa. To which Corbin said, Clara didn't understand that <laughs> yeah, reference that at all. Yeah. <laughs> because she wasn't there while he was busy breaking the he fourth wall. He just turned to a wall and said, who wrote <laughs> Beethoven's Fifth? Uh, and she went... Doctor, who, who, who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? I'm talking to the camera, obviously. Is there another ghost? <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, does that mean we're the ghosts in that universe? <laughs> this was a, uh, not episode, but story, rather, number 255. It originally aired October 3rd and 10th, 2015, uh, to 5.63 and 6.05 million viewers. So again, you know, there were... Uh, Several hundred thousand people going, wait, what happened last time? Wait, yeah. <laughs> uh, this was written by Toby Whithouse. Take it away, Corbin. What? He's got a weird name. Okay. And it was directed by... T- <laughs> Corbin literally said, I believe it's worth noting that he has an interesting name. And I'm like, all right, then I'll let I you I didn't mean on the podcast. I just <laughs> meant like... Where else would you mention it? <laughs> Earlier? At tomorrow? Tonight? Yeah. No. At dinner? <laughs> when I did mention it. That's what I mean. That's anyways. This is directed by Daniel O'Hara, um, and miscellaneous trivia, guys. Check this out. This is the first episode since the Unicorn and the Wasp to not feature the sonic screwdriver. That's cheating because huh. he had his sonic. Had this was series series four. My goodness. In 2008. Oh, wow. That's seven years. Didn't he use the sonic sunglasses, though? He did. I'm calling bullcrap on that. That's totally no, no, no. cheating. What it, it says, no, no, no. What it says is correct. To not feature the sonic screwdriver, which is, an, which is an iconic part of the show. And now, <clears throat> instead of the sonic screwdriver, he used the sonic yeah, sunglasses. He just replaced which, it with another sonic item. Sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. We're not saying we. D- <laughs> I'm calling bullcrap on that. Why are you calling bullcrap? It doesn't say to feature a sonic device. It says to feature the sonic screwdriver. Yeah, but that's cheap and it's cheating and it's dumb. Basically, it's cheating. What? <laughs> it's Welcome dating to this week. I feel like it's really Corbin not has that feelings. much of an achievement. <laughs> we got there a little early this week. Yeah. Corbin has feelings. I'm just angry. I'm gonna Corbin. go delete that note on the Wikipedia or whatever. <laughs> Because that is absolutely uh, not worth mentioning. It is. It's the sonic screwdriver. Th- does 
not feature the sonic screwdriver though it does listen a sonic this device. is sonic this is the wikia that pointed out you know how many okay, episodes yeah. we went in a row before wikipedia the, has the food. purple version of the 11th doctor's costume appeared <laughs> well, wikipedia has food in its miscellaneous it, it's, yeah. it whatever the crap where it mentions oh they said biscuit at this point it's like <laughs> No one cares. And my yeah. favorite, my favorite thing about that though is, for example, there was there was mention of the Minister of War, and the Doctor's like, "Wait, who is that?" Never mind spoilers. And there was a clickable link there for mm-hmm. Minister of War, and I was like, "Ooh, is this like a thing from the comics or is it what?" Nope, it's only you know, mentioned is it? this episode. It <laughs> only mentions this episode, and I'm like, uh, "Oh, this okay. is." Uh, when when your whole page is like two lines from one episode, it's really just I always assume that they do that so that if there's ever a callback later, we already have the page. Yeah, but that's that's dumb. all I can figure. That's all I can figure because sometimes yeah. that happens, you know. Um, yeah. But a lot of times it's just you know like why funny? does this page exist? I don't think I've ever mentioned this on the podcast, but I created an account. Yeah, and I started doing editing on right. the TARDIS Wikia at one point. Right. I made a page for energy beings or whatever because there were multiple instances of a, a being made out of energy and they took that down because they thought it wasn't relevant. I'm like, are you kidding me? But you have pages dedicated <laughs> we do to have a, one throwaway line in a single episode. Yes, we also have, uh, as you mentioned before, a, a page that references every time that the doctor ever mentions a biscuit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so anyways. In this uh, episode at this time, just in case you want to hear the doctor say biscuit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This episode of Noobs and the Whovian Trash Their their Primary Source for Information <laughs> is brought to you by Google Fi. That's right. Google has their own cell phone service. Well, their own. They they, they really they piggyback yeah. off of T-Mobile is really what they do. T-Mobile and US Cellular. Uh, so that no matter where you're at, they, they flip back and forth to the stronger of the two signals. It used to be T-Mobile Sprint and, and US Cellular and then... Mm. T-Mobile gobbled up Sprint, <laughs> and it was the end of an era. Yeah. And uh, pink overcame yellow in a dramatic display of of neon yeah. coverage maps. It was amazing. But at any rate, guys, uh, you can take advantage of that powerhouse network and U.S. Cellular. <laughs> Just pretty good, too. Um, and, and wherever you are, you'll get the best coverage. So uh, for just $20 a month, you can start with unlimited talk and text, and then you pay $10 per gig of data. And as I've said before, it charges you down to the megabyte. You only pay for one what you use much like uh the uh what trip who's your favorite uh car insurance uh commercial guy what emu emu i hate those ads with a fiery (laughs) he always says you only pay for what you use uh same thing with google fine you only pay for what you use uh noobs in the hoobian is not brought to you by uh liberty mutual though i wish we were Uh, i'd love to get in on some of that sweet sweet limu emu money but you can add more lines uh you can add more lines to your uh phone coverage uh, for just 15 dollars per line and then everybody's one big bucket of data ten (laughs) dollars per gig of data it's awesome so if you go to noobs slash fi you uh, will get $20 off of your first month. And uh, we, that'll also help out the show. So like if you're considering a new cell phone plan, um, head on over there. They also have some cool stuff for a cell phone subscription plan. And I won't go into all the details on that, but it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. We just took advantage of it. So uh, that brings it down to the checklist. Uh, name of the episodes, episodes spoken in dialogue. Uh, uh-huh. I didn't write it down, but it definitely happened. I mean, the first one was, under the lake. They ah, definitely said that. Yeah. Uh, but then before the flood, the doctor oh, actually, okay, this is one of those times, guys, where do we count it? Because he said at the end of Under the Lake, 
I'm going back. And she said, where are you going? And he said, before the flood. So he said the next episode title in the first episode. It's... Yeah, I think it. Do we count it? I think it I counts. Don't know. All right, we'll count. It's like a, <laughs> it's, like, it's like a together thing. It's like a, since it's a one story. Like story number two fifty five A yeah. and B. Yeah, uh, the creature of the week. Um, we actually, we I guess we had a couple on here. So first of yeah. all, we had ghosts. Um, Ooh, ghosts. <laughs> what? Hey, no, we watched this right in your Halloween. Th- those were pretty creepy. Oh yeah, so those were pretty creepy those ghosts. Eyes, I don't know. Yeah. What do you mean right near Halloween? It's been like yeah, three weeks. no, it, it wasn't. But. <laughs> um, the I, doctor called them a splinter of time and skin, <laughs> but unnatural. <laughs> what? And I was like, what? What does that Wait. qualifier mean? <laughs> Is there natural splinters of time? I yeah, it's and like, skin. <laughs> Uh, yeah, of time and skin. Yeah, I, I, I still don't understand that one. I didn't like the fact that, um, I mean, we kind of find out that it is, uh, gosh, what was his name? The Fisher King. Um, it was his technology that was doing it, but yeah. it's like, well, that's a weird technology to kind have. Of technology. Yeah. Yeah. I have technology Wait. that, like, makes people into beacons. Well, yeah, and also I have technology that lets me inscribe upon the wall words that make people know what the words are, but they can't actually be translated or some crap yeah, like that. Yeah, they get into your brain. And, and they get into your brain so hard that even after you die, even after you get incinerated, like your soul stays behind I, and keep repeating these words. I did like the um, that effect. You guys pointed it out whenever they did like the close-up of their eyes seeing the letters how the letters were like glowing in the reflection that in their was so eye weird. yeah I thought, that, I thought that was a really cool effect extra weird I think it was because dumb, they're not glowing it, on the thing right yeah 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 exactly in their eyes i think it was dumb but like a cool effect why was it dumb because that's stupid why is it glowing <laughs> it's to, to, because that's how you get it to show up on someone's eyeball for film yeah. and then it's like look it's like getting into their eye and it's like going into their soul that's so dumb Okay. It's still dumb. Welcome to this week's segment of <laughs> Trip Has Feelings. Uh, so did, what about the Fisher King? Um, that costume was pretty amazing. I just, how was he sneaking around? And like, <laughs> yeah. He was like minimum 10 foot tall. Yeah. Just oh, you know what? Massive. I'm mad at myself. I forgot. Um, I thought I put this in the cast. I must not have ever actually uh, copied and pasted it. Uh, the guy who plays the Fisher King is that big. Oh my what? goodness. Yes. He's like actually like eight he feet was, tall. He was, uh, it was like seven and a half or something like oh that. Oh my goodness. He was uh, one of the tallest men in the world and the tallest man in the UK Wow! at the time of filming. Dang. And I can't, oh gosh, all of a sudden I can't remember the guy's name or anything. Uh, but yeah, he, he was, was he an actor legit just, that big. I, mean, I, I don't know. He made the fairly tall doctor seem what? like, yeah, like he was two foot eight. tall. Capaldi's no slouch. I mean, like he's, yeah. he's, you know, full size guy. And, and he was there, that one scene where he was like leaned back against like a I railing know, or something. Like, yeah. Like with his head <laughs> tilted yeah. back just to, to maintain eye contact at the guy. You're like, holy crap. Yeah, yeah. And and then like on top of him being that big, then he had like the 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 swoopy things coming up <laughs> yeah, around his head. So he was, was just like even taller. Like that was that was an amazing costume. Yeah. The voice was really good. Uh yeah. I liked it. Except I liked the that Fisher they used King. it in like a scene. 
Like they yeah. really underuse that character. Well, I think like it was they were one of those teasing it out, and then they yeah. just had really good costume. And... Right? Yeah. When they yeah. zoomed in on his face, I swear they were using CGI to add movement. I to that think face, that was all it puppetry. Really bad. I think that was all puppetry. It I nice. think it's CGI because it just looked bad. It didn't look like it was real. I or thought there. it looked good. <laughs> I it was know. weird. I thought it was. I thought it was all pretty amazing. I didn't get the name. Like the, the Fisher King? King. Yeah. yeah. Isn't he isn't what? that from Arthurian legend or something? I don't The Fisher King. Is it? I don't know. The Fisher King is a character from uh, something. I think it was just, oh, we need a guy that sounds cool. Fisher King. Well, but it was a film. Huh? It was a film about the Fisher King. I don't know what that is. Right. I thought the Fisher a King comedy drama. I don't think this is what we're talking about. I thought the Fisher King was uh from is it shakespeare or yeah in arthurian legend the the fisher king also known as the wounded king or maimed king is the last and a long bloodline charged with keeping the holy grail what? so why yeah why would you like pull that name <laughs> wait the holy grail is that the connection maybe cuz the whole the holy grail grants you eternal life and he was sort of like granting them eternal life as ghosts or something N- no it's okay. weird though that would be a horribly this, maybe this, this version of the fisher king was like a conqueror which right that doesn't really make sense right. so yeah. may, maybe maybe there's more to the character of the fisher king that i'm not recalling and there was some sort of tie in there i don't know i i always think it's weird when know. you when you do something like that where you take um you know, like, like, okay, like Star Trek having Romulus and Remus. <laughs> yeah. Those were the, you yeah. know, two legendary characters that created Rome or whatever, um, to, to name planets after them. And, and it, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's always, it always strikes me as weird. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it's like, what? But, you know, I mean, that's why? what we did. I guess who was the worst culprit for that though, Corbin? Uh, J.K. JK Rowling. Rowling. Yeah. <laughs> I, that is what we did. We didn't do it with our own planet, but like all the other ones are named after like Greek. Yes, but Roman if we ever get to and, Jupiter and find out that there are actually beings living yeah, there, they're not if they go, Jupiter. welcome to Jupiter, I'm going to be like, okay, what? Um, yes, we named ourselves after your Greek mythology. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're the Vulcans, you know, like from Earth mythology, even though we're like halfway across the entire yeah, galaxy or exactly. whatever the crap. Exactly. And <laughs> okay. Well, I'll 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 stop on my rant about Everybody that where they're they're the Vulcans from Vulcan. We'll just stop that nah. uh because that's dumb. The Anyways, Earthians. Yeah. Earth. <laughs> Earthians. All right, so un, under uh, Jiggery Pokery, the TARDIS, the TARDIS won't happy. She won't was happy. she was not happy. Um <laughs> did not want to go near the ghosts. Um didn't translate the glyphs. By the way, I don't think we ever really addressed that. Was it just not wanting wasn't to? Just wasn't translatable for some reason. That's as far as we got. I just love why Why do they even pretend that it can translate everything? Because we've seen <laughs> so many really examples. This is what, the third or fourth time that we've seen a new who? Yeah, because it, it can't translate. translate puppy, but the doctor can. Or whatever that one guy was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And baby as well. The doctor speaks baby, but apparently the tortoise doesn't. Yeah. Uh, she wouldn't let him go back. Uh, we've seen that kind of thing before. Yeah. <laughs> like, doctor's like, all right, TARDIS, ready to go. No. <laughs> Security protocol 712, the echelon circuit has been activated. Like, oh, okay. Echelon right. circuit. 
Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, I don't. I don't know. But I love that the doctor is the holographic projection for a lot of these security protocols. Yeah. I would. I would really uh, dig it if you had an old incarnation show up in a new incarnation uh, warning system. Because I think. We didn't we see uh, didn't we see the ninth we saw the ninth doctor do this we saw the tenth doctor do this where like you know they popped up as a hologram that was just saying ah uh, the such and such protocol has been engaged yeah what a waste <laughs> of time it would be if he had to re-record those every t- every time he it's regenerated. like when you get a new phone and you have to like redo your voicemail <laughs> recording and all that kind of stuff it's the same thing <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is how often is he doing this because I would love to see. And by the way, that would be a great way to give old doctors a cameo. Like, I would love to see something happen next season with the 13th doctor and have Capaldi pop uh-huh. up as a hologram saying protocol 719 is, you know, is in effect. Uh, the other circuits have been activated or whatever. Like, that would be so much fun. Anyways. Uh, the Sonic. Why do I not have a thousand notes about the Sonic right here? Uh, because it wasn't in the episode. <laughs> The Sonic screwdriver wasn't. See, now you're saying the same thing I am. So no, 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 no. Because now I'm saying that the category has 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 shifted, right? Yeah. Um, because okay, so help me out here, Trip. Because we we had some discontinuity here. We introduced the Sonic sunglasses last time, right? Yes. Okay. So then it was in this two parter because you asked me last time, is that going to be his uh, thing now? And you were like, uh, I hate that if that's the case. It. How much did we get much with the Sonic sunglasses this time? Uh, he I just used he them to like project things. Oh uh, yeah, he used them for projections and like. Okay, he used them, but it wasn't. He, for a whole he used lot. them. He put them on everybody at the end to like take the 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 words out of their mind. Which mm, yeah, not. yeah, sure. Well, why didn't he do that from the start? And then like all of the problems with <laughs> the ghost no trying to kill them and crap would have been avoided. <laughs> Quiet you. <laughs> he didn't have time to figure that out. <laughs> also, wait. Okay, so we know the Fisher King is dead, but those ghosts are still transmitting, right? And so, people are gonna continue to come, right? Uh, no, no. Remember, at the end, they put them in a Faraday cage. They're blasting the Faraday cage off into space, and then once, for some reason, once they get clear of the Earth's electromagnetic field, they will just fade away. That was that was the plan. And yeah, y'all were like, like, why? <laughs> that one, the, the one ghost has been sending out distress signals since like the 60s or whatever. Like, how is there no one here yet? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess you'd, <clears throat> you'd have to say that, you know, it takes a while for the message to even get to the other planet. And then they'd have to come. I don't know. I don't it's know. Still Loose gonna, ends, man. You've not stopped the transmission eventually. by getting rid of them because it's still traveling it's out still in yeah, space. It's still out there, yeah. The, the, yeah, exactly. So, who who knows? That's if they can figure out the riddle. Like, what? No, 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 totally no, no. It's a not riddle. a riddle to them. It's It was a riddle to us because we don't know that, that protocol. We don't know uh-huh. that system of navigation. That's true. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like how in, in so many shows, uh, you, you shout out a bunch of coordinates and everybody knows exactly what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they're from a different race, <laughs> uh. <laughs> flying a different type of ship, uh, it doesn't matter. Um, so 
getting back to the Sonic though, we, I will trip. I'll answer your question from last week. Cause I did, I did want to leave you in suspense for at least one week. Uh, yeah. The, the Sonic sunglasses are here so for a while. Dumb. Yeah. They're here to stay. I hate them. Like why? Ob- obviously you guys know that they don't continue on into 13, but, yeah. uh, they, she has like cool one, you know, like cool Sonic screwdriver. Do y'all know why? She yeah. made it herself. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if y'all were aware of that. Okay. Uh, so at any rate, why it's all lopsided looking. <laughs> it's a little, and so weird. A little janky. Um, she makes it out of um, she makes it out of uh, whatever metal she found laying around. So there's actually uh, a part of the sonic screwdriver that still has the shape of one of the spoons that she melted down. The handle of one of the spoons or something like that. That she melted down. How does it have the shape? Because that part didn't completely melt down, I guess, <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. Or maybe she just hammered that part in. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, and it's something you, you know, you'd have to see it in at the production level. You don't ever see it on the show. I don't think so. Uh, psychic paper. Um, did it actually just tell the truth for once by saying he was from unit? Yeah, probably. Yeah. It said, I'm the doctor and I work with unit. And everyone's like, Oh, it's the doctor. He's the president of unit. I thought that was really interesting to have, uh, cause you know, we've dealt with unit a lot here recently. Yeah, and it was really interesting to see. Now we're at like off in the future. This was twenty one nineteen, and boom, like we've got unit, and we've got. By the way, we've got another like doctor nerd, yeah. you know, who's like, oh, it's the doctor. Yeah, <laughs> I love. It feels that. like it's breaking the fourth wall a little bit too much. How so? That's what we're supposed to do. Not people oh, well, in the know. universe of the show. They're like, I've read up on all your mission reports. And it's like, no, stop <laughs> that. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. If it was like an average person that was like, I read your comic book. Spy shows and whatnot. It always bothers me. And it's like, you know, fanboys from within that universe, yeah. you know, just... Oh, I love your work so much. And it's like, I don't I don't like that trope very much. He like oh, okay. saves the universe all the time. Yeah. Of course people would know about him. Uh, let's see. Needless sacrificial death. Did we have any sacrificial deaths in here? I don't think we really did. Uh, did we? No. I don't yes. think we had any what? deaths. Yes. Really. What? The guy pushed the girl out of the way of the engine um, and the classic oh, push and uh, stand where you yeah, were yeah, yeah. so that I get hit. Exactly. Instead of tackling. Because no one can just tackle and fall okay. to the ground. Here, here is your how to survive a movie PSA for the week. Yes. Run. If, if, there, if there's <laughs> someone one, in the middle of the street. Step be a main character. <laughs> Uh, yes, yes. Step one. Uh, if if someone is standing in the middle of the road about to be hit by a bus or standing directly behind an engine that is about to engage and incinerate them or any number of things like that. Yes, you run as fast and hard as you can and shoulder tackle them and <laughs> grab them and just lunge and knock you both out of the path of the thing. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly, as big as that guy was and as small as that woman was. The the inertial momentum alone should not have made sense. He should not have been able to come to a complete stop that fast if he was actually like actually pushed her. But anyway, (laughs) uh, yeah. So we did. I forgot all about that. That was uh, was that Pritchard or was that Uh, yeah yeah the dumbest man alive. The dumbest, (laughs) dumbest, the dumbest captain around. Uh, Wasn't he the captain or the leader or the whatever? I don't know. I think he was. Yeah. Then there was the other annoying guy who didn't sacrifice himself, but. He did die for no reason as well. <laughs> Which one? Uh, the guy who like got blown out the airlock or whatever he did. Oh, yeah. Why? yeah, yeah. The girl Why also did he died not for no reason. keep putting the mask on? He, d- he went to put the mask on and then stopped for no reason. And then they blow the airlock. Uh, yeah, I didn't understand out. that he either. Probably maybe 
could have gotten that on in time. It was at least worth a shot to like. And then the girl died too. Why did she die again? Uh, cause she got caught. You know, I realized at the end of the episode, I thought he was going to fix things and bring, bring them, back. them back. Yeah. No. And then it kind of they just ends and it's like, oh, they're all dead. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. That, <laughs> I, I didn't think that was what was going to happen. <laughs> Ow. No, they were dead. <laughs> yeah. Like he goes back in time and he's like, I'm going to fix everything and I'm going to do whatever. Bit. And then it, it didn't actually fix because it was a bootstrap paradox. And it's like, like oh, so they are dead. And uh, everyone's just fine. They're like, yeah, yeah, huh, no. Yeah, sure. We just watched a couple of friends die. I think like two people survived. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it like, was like that one dude. No, and then the two people that apparently liked each other the whole episode that we were not. I was not clued in on that. Oh, no, I totally The got one that. translator dude? The, yeah, the, the deaf I woman and the not, translator. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, no, that was, yeah. To be fair. That was definitely going to happen. <laughs> it was going to happen, but outside of... He's her translator. They didn't seem to have much of a relationship. Yeah. I like, disagree. Oh, uh, maybe they're kind of friends. She spent a lot of time trying to protect translates. him. And yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't want him going in the that, ship. That's obviously. True. Right, 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 right. But, uh, let's see. Other stuff we noticed. Uh, it, okay, so it got brought up in the second episode, but I noticed in the first episode that the first ghost thing was a Tivoli. That was the... Uh, the Mole. Yeah, the mole, the mole man. Um, the Tavoli were the ones. Uh, the doctor said, "Yes, I've I've dealt with your kind before. I can't say I'm impressed." <laughs> they were from the episode, uh, the God Complex, where you had the one guy who who kept talking about how we're the most conquered planet in the universe, and blah blah blah, and uh, he was just constantly trying to like uh, assuage the the Minotaur thing, just like give him whatever he wants. You know, and that that was his whole bit because that was his culture. Uh, mm-hmm. So that they brought that that species back, not that same guy, but that same species. I thought that was fun. You know, don't you think it's a little weird that such a prestigious conqueror like the Fisher King would actually choose to conquer a race that just gives up like that, that practically wants to be? I feel like that's weren't they living like the together of, originally? Maybe in, in that part of the galaxy or that galaxy or whatever that's just like one of those things you just kind of got to do like i would say you're a conqueror if you've never actually conquered tavoli (laughs) i would feel that's a little cheap like oh i conquered them because i went to their planet and they raised a white flag no no no, it's probably no no it's it's probably more the other way around it's not impressive that you have done it it's just shameful if you haven't like what you didn't even i mean can you even dude it's like a weekend project it's like a weekend project. You just swing by Tivoli, you know, you topple yeah. their government, you set up your new one, you move on, you know. Yeah, but like, goes. like a, the, the Fisher King got killed for this planet. Like he was the conqueror and then other conquerors came in and murdered him so that they could have this planet who basically just gives up at the first like anything because they want to yeah, be Yeah, it's harder it's to, like, to topple the government. Right? So that's the thing is you're not fighting really Tavoli, you're fighting the current conqueror of Tavoli. Yeah. So it's just, it's just it's just hot potato. Does that even count as being or it's like conquered king, though? It's a king of the mountain. That's what it is. If you want to be conquered. Yeah. That even. <laughs> I did think it was funny that they that they kind of took it even further yeah. where uh he was like offering to be conquered by the doctor. <laughs> He was like, you could, you could rule over me. <laughs> um, uh, this sketch got weird. Like now it's not just, 
we lay down at the first sign. It's we actively want people to rule over us. I have stuff for you to restrain me with. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Weirdo. Uh, Let's see. So um, he took apart the TARDIS radio and built a clockwork squirrel. What? That's fine. <laughs> yeah, Clara mentioned that. And then the Wikia, I didn't, I didn't catch this. I was too busy looking at the Magpie logo on the uh, on the amp. The Wikia said that the clockwork squirrel was sitting on top of the amp, which <laughs> nice. I completely missed that. Yeah, I completely missed so, that too. I was literally looking for the Magpie logo. I was like, ah, there it is. <laughs> um, let's see. There was something about – somebody said something about a future ruled by cats. The doctor said something about that. Oh, oh. Yeah. oh. He was like, yeah, okay, the bootstrap paradox. So like if you go back and you change something, then you end up with a crazy future. Like, I don't know, maybe one where the future is ruled by cats. And I just wrote down, so the sisterhood of plenitude eventually take over the universe? <laughs> like the cat yes. nun nurses eventually rule. They take over. Yep. It's just them. Apparently. Them and Brannigan. Apparently. Uh, yeah. Uh, one of the cracks in the dam was the crack. Yeah. That was so awesome. Trip, I'm like, Trip, oh my you goodness, that, right? is that it? Yeah, Trip was like, run that back. And I was like, why? And uh, yeah, sure enough, uh, if you if you watch it back, and like we didn't even have to like freeze frame it. Like you just watch yeah. it and it's towards the bottom of the dam. You see this crack, 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 and it's the crack, the, that sort of V-shaped yeah. thing. So uh, what is time travel? Is this oh, you, Corbin? I cannot believe that they used the classic time travel movie trope where you like you go back in time you're like oh where am i you peek around a corner you're like oh that's me from the past and you like pull your friend behind a corner or whatever like we gotta hide we can't be seen by ourselves and you like, know we've done this in this show before i think we have rose, we and, rose and nine times. we did it but this was a little different because then it was like they knew what they were doing they were going back to try and do something differently but in this one it's literally just like the classic thing that happens in time travel movies where it's like they're hiding from themselves and they're like, oh, we can't be spotted. You know, we're we didn't mean to be here. And now all of a sudden we got to hide or whatever the crap. It's just I can't believe they did that. What? It's like, Welcome any, to episode number two of Corbin. Has any Wars. movie with uh, the bootstrap paradox like has this scene and it's what? ridiculous. A lot, of, a lot of times, yeah. Well, the yeah. Scene where they have to avoid their past selves or whatever. And it's like, why would Doctor Who do this? They already did it before. I feel like it was a little weird. Why would weird. they not do it? That's what I don't know. <laughs> it's a little weird. But they got like 60 they, years. They so directly called out the bootstrap paradox. Like, for years, there's been episodes where they've done this and we've talked about it and we're like, See how great they are at doing this, and they don't even reference it. And then, then in this episode, it's like it starts out with the doctor explaining what the bootstrap paradox oh, is. That that reminds me, I and then for- ends with him explaining it to Clara. Yeah, as well. yeah. Um, I forgot to uh, hit our newest part of the checklist. The doctor oh. breaks the fourth wall. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I can't twice believe that opening scene yeah. where he breaks down. Okay. So do you like, remember, listen, yeah. do you remember where he did that? And we thought he was like breaking this. the fourth wall, but then as it turns out, he was kind of talking to what he thought was the, the creature that could hide perfectly. Yeah. But it starts out, it is, it starts out, it is a definite fourth wall break. Mm-hmm. He looks into the camera and says, listen, um, okay, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and let you know there's a reason this is on the checklist. <laughs> so mm-hmm. if you hated this. Uh, and you've seen it, by the I way, you've like seen it, it in our Flash Forward episode, too, mm-hmm. in, a, yeah. in, 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 in a regard. You can almost 
call this that is, one just him talking to himself and going over this. But honestly, he's been doing this time travel thing for like 1,200 years. He does not have to go over aloud what the bootstrap paradox is in order to understand it. I like, like No, that's the thing. This is unadulterated fourth wall. Him just telling the audience. Yeah. Well, this is what we like to call a bootstrap paradox. <laughs> and this is the one where, you know, you kill. No, that's the wrong paradox. But, you know. Awesome. I was going to say kill your grandfather, but that's. That's the grandfather paradox. Yeah, that's a different one. <laughs> but, like, to just sit there and explain what it is. Even, like, movies that are. Meant to be a beginner's guide no, to time travel or something. They definitely they do, do this. this. No, no, no. If you were about to say that there are movies that, that, okay, there are movies that don't do this. Yes, there are just as many movies that do this. <sighs> yeah, absolutely. It's what normally listen, they do it the way they do the it at the end, though, with Clara, where he's like, "But where did the information come from? <laughs> oh, it's a bootstrap paradox all along." I like this. They don't start the movie off with some guy <laughs> talking to the camera like. So no. have you heard of a bootstrap no, no, no. paradox? Lots of movies do this. Really? Lot, yes. Let's not watch Lots those of movies, movies do this. Ever. Endgame did this. They didn't yeah. define a bootstrap paradox, but they yeah, did have it's... the how does time travel work exposition part of the movie. Yeah. You have to do that in movies. It's you can't do that in Doctor Who, though, because then yes, you establish why? something. And oh, if they well. establish something... You just then they're define either the going to break paragraph. it or they're going to run out of stuff to do with that. Well, okay. Thing, but they've so. they've done that with other things. They've they've done exposition and laid out the rules yeah. for plenty of things. So, um but yeah, if if you hated the doctor breaking the fourth wall now, um just stop watching 12. Uh cuz mm. it's 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 like a thing with him. Why? I don't know. I don't know if it's a such a poor decision. <laughs> I, I enjoy it. I, I kind of enjoy I like it. it. I don't mind. Um, I, like I like the idea of the doctor sitting the audience down and saying, yeah. let's, let's talk for a minute. I like that. I don't want it all the time. Yeah. I, I like how and he I, does it. And I, I like how like they lay that. it out like a soul. It feels a little too like cheesy comedy movie. No. Or something. It's Not, mystical. You know, like kind a little of Zach Morris for you. <laughs> yeah. Like. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, 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 not, yeah. Exactly. Not Doctor Who. Right. Well, okay. So be. here's the thing, though. It's it's a, it's a almost sixty year old show that has you know hundreds of episodes, hundreds of storylines, multiple actors playing the same Doctor, and this one does this. Nobody else does this. Mm. Once we get to thirteen, she's not constantly monologuing to the camera. I think it's kind of cool. Like for like whatever that. reason. They decided this is something the twelfth doctor is going to do, and what I really wonder is, did they, did they say this is going to be something the twelfth doctor does, or did for some reason it just kept happening with the twelfth doctor, or did they say, ooh, I know we like what we should do, we should have the doctor break the fourth wall all the time, and then they get to the thirteenth doctor and they're like, that was a terrible idea, we should never <laughs> do this again. I don't know, I don't know whose decision it was, but I'm enjoying it. So. Uh, who's who? Uh, who is Missy? Don't care. She wasn't in this episode. Uh, who is Clara? Um, she had the line, die with whoever comes after me, but don't leave me. Um, okay, so let's let's talk again about um, why is it that Clara freaks out so much about the regenerations? Because like, she's, she's seen all of them. them. Yeah. So why, again, she's like, don't leave me. 
Yeah. Um, unless, well, I guess, okay, no, this is different. This is different yeah. because this was not him regenerating. This was him He's a dang ghost. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would mean he died, died. He died, and then while he was regenerating, he got killed again. Uh, so he was dead, dead. <laughs> So I guess that makes a little bit more sense. The Wakia pointed out that she was not ready to lose someone she cared about again because she yeah. just lost Danny Pink, you know, <laughs> the end of last season. One thing I haven't been clear about is how much time is supposed to have elapsed from the end of the last season. And then, then we had last Christmas, which was obviously pretty close in time. Yeah. How much time has elapsed? Is it like we normally do where it's about six months to a year later? Yeah just like the production level is or cause it felt to me like Clara has been, it felt to me like Clara has been on earth post Danny pink by herself for a while. Yeah. That whole scene with unit in the last herself. episode where yeah. they called her that, you know, that just kind of struck me like she's been on her own for a little she's while. So I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyways, whoever comes after me, uh, don't leave me, D- you know, die with whoever comes after me, which I thought that was an interesting – I love these peeks into the companions realizing that they're just an item on a list. Yeah. You know, it's almost a fourth wall type of thing yeah. where it's like, I know there's ones coming after me, but <laughs> you don't die on me. <laughs> don't you die on me, Kowalski. <laughs> uh, let's see. Did traveling oh, – somebody asked her, did traveling with the doctor change you or were you always willing to put other people at risk? To which she says, he taught me to do what had to be done. Ouch. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, worthless. Clara. Cla- <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Clara is a uh, a little bit uh, different. No one even liked you anyways, man. Well, dang. <laughs> um, who is the doctor? There's the line she says at the beginning, you're itching to save a planet. Admit it. <laughs> like, uh, okay. She just wants to have some adventure in her life again. Uh, he doesn't do hugs, but he also doesn't do high fives, apparently. That was weird. She went to give him a high five, and she's like, don't leave me hanging, and he just walked away. Uh, Bye. Thanks, Dr. Jerkface. Uh, his knowledge of sign language got deleted to make room for semaphore. Huh? Semaphore is when you like hold flags up in a certain position to like make the letters of the alphabet. What? So he's, when she was signing, he was yeah. like, go ahead, I speak sign language. She starts signing, and he goes, Nope, no, it got deleted uh, Make to make room for semaphore. Does anybody have any flags handy? Um, so what? It's what? like his brain is like a hard drive. He's got limited yeah. space and he has oh, filled yeah. it up apparently. Are you the same people? Sorry, I deleted you. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's He's conserving conserving uh, the, the gigabytes. Um, oh my gosh, his cards, his <laughs> prompt cards were hilarious Amazing. where he's like i apologize for your loss yeah and i will definitely help you save your friend slash family member yeah, slash slash love the slash. Yeah. yeah he said slash that was great um and jared jared has a fun uh i think jared has a, a fun tidbit uh oh, about let me let me just check here uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, there, there was a fun little Easter egg. Remember when he was flipping through the cards? Uh-huh. There's a there's a classic Who Easter egg in there that, mm. that Jared's going to bring up for us. Um, he has a duty of care. All right, so I bring this up because I don't know. I, I remember this as a bit of a thing with the mm-hmm. doctor. I know I'm thinking specifically of a speech that he has with, um, I think with Clara about his duty of care. And so this is um, this is crystallizing into words 
what I've been trying to say for a while about the doctor, the 12th doctor does love Clara, does care yeah. about Clara, but that it's different. And mm-hmm. this is part of that. This is the closest that we've gotten so far to a crystallization, a, a, a really, you know, speaking aloud of, I have a duty of care. And that's different. It doesn't mean that you don't love somebody, right? But he, he feels this obligation to her to uh, take care of her. Duty of care doesn't mean I'm obligated to care about you. It's I'm obligated to care for you, to take care of you. That kind of thing. So we're gonna we're gonna see some more of that as we go along. Uh, let's see. What is he? Oh, yes, I don't even remember speech. what this. Is. This was oh, this was Corbin's favorite line. Uh, he says, "My God, every time I think it can't get more extraordinary, it surprises me. It's impossible. It's evil. It's astonishing. I want to kiss it to death." <laughs> Dad's really utilizing what? how sick he is. I'm, I'm, I'm using my head cold voice. I want to kiss it to death. What uh, is the what? <laughs> what do you mean by that, Doctor? I d- why that was that was like the, I can't even remember what it is in I don't this scenario, box, but it doesn't make sense. The what? The box. It was what talking box? about the box. What Maybe box? it was the box. The box that had him in it. I don't know, but. Kissing it to death just didn't even make sense in like whatever he was talking about. I mean, why are you saying this? It's doctor? like you know, it's like when when old ladies say, "Oh, I could just eat you up." You know, it's like that kind of thing. Like I just want to smother it with kisses until it dies. Do old ladies say that. What? I just want to eat a you up. Disturbing. Yeah, you never heard, you never heard, had old ladies say mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, that was, that was like the mountaintop version of whatever the doctor says, oh, look at you, you beautiful thing. You know, it's some hideous thing that's trying to kill everything in its path. It's like, oh, hello, beautiful. You know, he's like, I want to kiss it to death. Um, okay. Crazy man. Weird. <laughs> Weird. Uh, let's see. Oh, there was a great line. Uh, you're going to go back in time. How do you do that? He says, very well. <laughs> so, okay. I would argue with that. I would argue yeah. with that assessment uh, that maybe sometimes you don't do it very well, Doctor. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. Um, I love the line, this regeneration was a bit of a clerical error anyway. And I was like, mm. I just thought that was another, you know, 12 slamming himself. <laughs> um, but the Wakia pointed out that this it was a clerical error. He should have been dead after after Matt Smith, right? But then he was granted <laughs> the extra yeah. regeneration cycle. So it was a clerical error that he's even there at all. Like that yeah. was that was hilarious. So um he's <laughs> speaking to himself. He says, I've always been an admirer. Finally, someone worth talking to. Uh, when he was talking to the ghost version of himself. That was fantastic. Guys, News of the Whovian is also brought to you by listeners like Victor, Jared, and James. If you find value in what we do, uh, like they do, and you want to give a little bit of value back, here's what you do. Head over to noobsinthewhovian.com slash support, and you can find out all the awesome ways of supporting us. Click on a banner ad button. Go buy something. <laughs> and it either will not change your price, or you'll get a discount, and you'll help support the show. Uh, but also, our favorite way is for you to become a supporting patron at patreon.com slash noobsinthewhovian. You start out for as little as a dollar a month. A dollar a month. What are you going to do with a dollar a month? I mean, really. Like, what were you going to do with that dollar? You should just give it to us. It was, it, look, it was going to get crumpled up in your pants. You're going to forget about it. It's going to go through the wash. It's going to get all crumpled up. And then you're going to forget about it. You're going to fold it up, put it in your drawer, and you weren't even going to see it until next season anyway. So you might as well just give it to us, right? 
I know nobody uses dollar bills on Patreon. It's credit cards or PayPal or whatever. <laughs> the point remains, you weren't going to use that dollar anyway. So you might as well just send it to noobsinthehoovian.com slash support. Uh, all of a sudden, Trip's like, wait, was I supposed to say the word support there? Uh, yeah. <laughs> dad, dad stalled after the word support. Uh, or uh, slash. Support. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Corbin, take it away, buddy. Uh, Corbin, I, Corbin has feelings. Actually, I have two things to talk about. First, I just wanted to point out. No, I'm sorry. The segment allows for one thing. Can we talk bad. about? So. Can we talk? <laughs> can we talk about how I don't care? Oh, okay. Uh, yes. Oh, oh now so, we've yeah. got three segments. Dang it! Yeah. Oh, wow. fix them. So, <laughs> can we talk about how this felt like two different episodes? Or that was really poorly worded because it was two different episodes. How it felt like two different <laughs> stories. Corbin felt like this was not a single uh, episode, a, a single story, story. a to be yeah. continued. Um, because I mean, the first one is just all about the ghosts and it's entirely underwater and they're like running away from the ghosts and they're trying to escape the ghosts and it's point is it's mostly about the ghosts but then right. we get to the second one and it's like oh now they're back in the past and they're like not underwater anymore so the whole thing feels different because the setting yeah. is just so remarkably different it was before the flood yeah it was it was literally the same place but it could not have felt more different uh, yeah that's true but um, yeah. By by the way, couldn't feel more different by taking it from being an underwater uh, research base to being a Russian city in Scotland. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so then, like, they they drop half the cast and add yeah. in a few new characters in the future, and we're focusing mostly on them. And then there's like this Fisher King thing, and like all this other stuff is happening, and they're only like occasionally flitting back to the future where yeah you know so you know what's funny is <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of the parallels to the last two-parter because the last two-parter started off with the planes freeze <laughs> units involved then it's uh, we spent like 15 minutes didn't we On before unit, we discovered we never, it was missy yeah and then we never get unit <clears throat> yeah like unit never shows up it's like not. It has yeah, nothing we're to do we're with done that, with that. So. Then they like we left the planet and went somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, hmm. and I think in a different time frame too, wasn't it? Yeah. So probably. yeah, so it's very similar. This one, instead of leaving the place, we kind of left the place because, like you said, we went back in time so that it was no longer underwater. So I agree. It it was it was a little bit weird. This felt weird. And yeah. the other thing I wanted to talk about, which is completely unrelated, but I hate when. Much like these two episodes. I hate when shows use bootstrap paradoxes to explain away things that just don't really make sense. sense. So. Elaborate. I was like, why did the doctor decide to make himself a ghost as his holocran? That doesn't really make any sense. And then it's like, why? oh, well, that's what always happened. And it's like, that's a little dumb to just say that's what always happened. So completely ignore the fact that... Wait, what was wrong with the ghost? Him being a ghost pretty much only served to make everyone think he dies. When he could have just had any hologram version of anything go tell them what was happening. But instead it has to be this like elaborate mystery, solve the riddle that the dead version of the doctor is telling you. And it's it's like there's no... Reason so the doctor he would give had up. to be a ghost. There's no reason he had to be acting like one of the ghosts. 
It's so that the doctor would give up and be able to face the Fisher King. Right. Is it though? Yeah. Like that's what he said. Face yeah. the Fisher King. Like, but what does he mean by that? Would he have not gone and fought the Fisher King if he didn't think he was dead? It was the fact that he had nothing left to lose that, that yeah. made it possible for him to defeat him. I don't remember the details. Why specifically? Why what? Because he defeats enemies. Left and right all the time. He's taken out oh, because, hundreds of Daleks, but this one guy I will only go against if I know I'm going no, no, no. to die to him anyways. It was because, I, I think it was because there was still the risk that something might happen to Clara. And so now that yeah. he thought something definitely already did happen to Clara, then he had he said he had nothing left to lose. Mm-hmm. But like, he could have just sent a hologram version of himself to say, Oh yeah, Clara dies. He doesn't also have to say, oh, everyone died. And so did I, if the only person who really matters is Clara. Like, you know, I just, I don't... I think it I mean, made to the say most he, sense. What's that? It made the most sense because it gives us viewers, like, false information in it. Right. Yeah, but to, no one watching the episode thought, oh, yeah, he's actually going to die at the end of this episode. No, we knew that. No one but, thought yeah, that. To, to say still. he could have done it a hundred different ways is to say, yes, there there are other ways that an episode or any story or movie could have gone. Yeah. But again, again, as I've said this in the past, this is the time where it happened this way. Yeah. And he had motivation. He had reasoning. And the plan worked out. And it made so, sense. Yeah, could he have done it another way? Yes, Could but this why are you asking show that have question? Ended up an entirely different way as well. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, no just, one could have died this episode. It feels like they're like he could have done it a million ways, but he did it this way because that's the way it was always meant to be, and you know whatever stuff like that. It's like I this doesn't seem like a particularly smart plan, and the only reason it happened this way was because that's the way it always happened. And Corbin know, has feelings. Is brought to you by. Classic Who Connections. No. <laughs> Classic Who Connections, up next. I just, I don't know. I don't get it. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared with your Classic Who Connections for the two-parter, Under the Lake and Before the Flood. So there's really not a whole lot this time. Uh, it's interesting. Usually two-parter, we've got a lot uh, a lot of connections. Uh, like last time, I think I went over 10 minutes just talking about stuff. But uh, this time, just three. And one of them's kind of tiny. Actually, all three of them are kind of tiny. But anyway, we'll get into them. So Sarah Jane Smith's last serial, you'll remember she was a companion of the fourth Doctor, And her last serial as the fourth Doctor's companion was called The Hand of Fear. And so she decides she doesn't want to travel with the Doctor anymore. She wants to go make a new life. Uh, And uh, so then the Doctor drops her off back at home in uh, Croydon and South Croydon and uh, is supposed to be on her street so she can return home. And as she walks away, the TARDIS dematerializes. And only then does she realize she's not in Croydon uh, she's somewhere she doesn't really know, and she kind of laughs and says, oh, the doctor got it wrong again, Some something along those lines. So in school reunion in, in New Who, and I, it's been so long, I can't remember if we talked about this, but uh, it was revealed that he actually dropped her off in Aberdeen. 
so they, we finally figure out where uh, the doctor mistakenly dropped uh, Sarah Jane Smith off there. And so, okay, why did I bring this up? Well, apparently people were able to see what was on the other apology cards. So in, in uh, Under the Lake, the doc, Clara hands the doctor these scripted apology cards uh, so, so that the doctor can sound somewhat a little more sympathetic, I guess. Well, one of them was uh, apologizing for dropping someone off in Aberdeen. And so that was you know obvious reference there. Uh, one of the other apology cards apologized for uh, being attacked by the Cybermen or Daleks. Uh, I think the card said, you won't be exterminated, or no one else you know will be exterminated or deleted. Uh, so, um, you know, the, the apology cards were pretty funny, and, and they did that part well, and had some uh, classic Who connections there. Uh, then the autons were mentioned when the doctor's trying to figure out what the ghosts are. We know about the autons. Uh, we don't really need to go much into them uh, again. And then finally, uh, the Fisher King says that Time Lords are cowardly, vain curators who suddenly remembered they had teeth and became the most warlike race in the galaxy. That sentence pretty much sums up the difference between how Time Lords are viewed in Classic Who to Time Lords in New Who. Uh, so uh, not really a connection necessarily there, but interesting uh, uh, sort of quick covering of Time Lord history, because uh, in Classic Who, they're much more take a back seat. We don't interfere. We, you know, they, they, they're not uh, really declaring war or attacking anyone. And then suddenly we have uh, the, what's going on in, with the War Doctor kind of in the middle of Classic Who to New Who uh, that, as we recently learned, hiatus <laughs> of the show and so it sort of covers that that change there so uh so that's it um just my impressions i i i enjoyed it um i enjoyed it from the level that both episodes from the level of uh seeing exploring the challenges that come from uh time travel the challenges that can arise what you can and can't do which of course doctor who covers uh frequently but um this sort of went into a deeper dive of it and the doctor really uh playing around with time streams and his own timeline and things like that so i enjoyed it from that point uh the story didn't really grabbed me i mean it was kind of interesting the the mystery uh solving and all that but uh it felt like they didn't need to draw it out the story from the story level didn't need to draw it out into two episodes so it felt like it dragged a little and went on a little bit for me uh so for what it's worth um i'm giving it seven out of ten doctors leaving their companions behind because to me that always seems arbitrary if the the doctor always comes up with some solution that uh, no one else ever thinks about or has, has come up with and uh from his experience or because he's observant or for whatever reason and so if the doctor really wanted to get to clara there on the un underwater base he would have come up with some way but no i have to leave you behind because reasons right well because that's what the story calls for and it makes the story a little more interesting that way and, and gives them connections between the two worlds uh for the story to continue but anyway so seven out of ten doctors leaving their companions behind and 
as far as the creep levels go, um, the Fisher King was pretty creepy. The the, the ghosts were pretty creepy. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm throwing it out there at like 125 creep levels. I wasn't like scared a whole lot. Uh, just um, just the uh, you know just the creep factor of those of those creature creatures. Uh, 125. Maybe maybe it's more like 100. I'll stick with 125. Anyway, that's it. Thanks to uh, the um, Thanks to TARDIS Wikia for help with the connections and uh, to BritBox for being able to see uh, some of the Classic Who episodes. And thanks to Noobs and the Whovian for having me on. And I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who connections next time. All right. Thanks, Jared. Um, yeah, I think the uh, the card, that the one that I was referencing uh, with the Classic Who Easter egg there, it said, uh, I'm sorry, I should have known you weren't from Aberdeen. Is, is the way it was phrased, and I was like, nice. "What does that even mean?" And then I, you know, you kept kept reading and go, "Oh, that's where she got dropped off on accident." So it's that's a great connection. Um, Jared gave his overall impression of seven out of ten doctors leaving their companions behind. Uh, Corbin, what do you think? Uh, I thought this one was kind of boring, and uh, yeah, I st- I still really think this probably didn't need to be two episodes because. Like, what did the Fisher King really have to do with any of this? Their final plan didn't require going back to find out who the Fisher King was. Fisher King didn't, like, say, oh, I used this tool to make the ghosts. And then the doctor was like, oh, I know how to defeat that. It was really just kind of, I will throw them into space and they'll disappear eventually. And, oh, we have to kill them for some reason. Yeah. I feel like the Fisher King would have been a fine enemy. And in the other episode, he didn't really yeah. have to be in this one. He didn't. He didn't have to be tied to the ghosts at all. Yeah, literally. If the coffin, like the Fisher King, just needed to be there so that the Doctor could fall into like the coffin thingy. Hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of it was supposed to be like the mystery of it all, and that's why the Fisher King is there. But the mystery didn't really. <sighs> grab me. Yeah. I kind of didn't care. It could have come up with any other name, any other random person. It could be it, it could have been anything. Not to mention, like, they dragged it on for so long, but pretty much halfway through the second episode I was sure it was the doctor in the, um, yeah. in the box. Yeah, I think I remember you saying that pretty early on. Especially when they, they suddenly start zooming in on it, and it's like oh, it's opening, and oh boy, I wonder who it could be. Well, it's not going to be the Fisher King. Because we're too close to the end of the episode, and if it's the Fisher King, everyone on this ship is going to die, and then the Doctor <laughs> is stuck in the past or whatever. Right, so. right. Yeah, so, so what, I'm gonna what say, was your score? I'm going to say uh, 6 out of 10 uh, underwater German cities in Russian. Scotland. Russian. Russian. <laughs> Trip, what about you? I think I'm going to, like, Go a little bit higher than that. I mean, I don't. I feel like it was a good premise, but like they added a bunch of stuff. Like they really wanted this to be a two-parter for whatever reason, yeah. and it just it's quite a bit of padding. And it didn't turn out well. The Fisher King, obviously, they did not have to use him this episode. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of sad. Do, do we never <laughs> see him again? Because he was. Ah, uh, not that I'm aware of. He no. died. Mm. We could go mm. earlier into his time. Right. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, as far as I know, he's a one-off alien. Yeah, I'm going to go 6.5 ghosts with no eyes because they had no eyes, apparently. 
they just kind of had like sockets. Yeah. It was weird. Kind of Davros looking. Yeah. It kind of looked like you just ripped that section of their skull out. I think that was just for creep factor, you know. So, yeah, I didn't care for these. I mean, it was fine. It was fine. Um, Wasn't my favorite stuff. Um, I I think everybody's pretty much echoed the same thing that, like, why did this have to be two episodes? (laughs) Yeah. Um, but we've discovered a pattern about uh, two-parters in this season that uh, we're going to get to later on with the game plan. Uh, So for right now, I'm just going to give it six out of ten Tivolians because this episode should be conquered. No, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, creep level. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna differ with you guys here. I'm going 300. Okay. Uh, Jared went 125. These ghosts were creepy, guys. They were creeptastic. Except they really did not do anything. Yeah. They, they like kind I mean, of you know, they, killed some. They people. suffered from you know the same problem we have with the Daleks. They were just around too long, um, yeah. even though it was just over the, the two episodes. Yeah, but um, but still, they they looked creepy. Yeah. Uh, you the, know when they the were bit, creepy, when they were <coughs> hiding in mirrors and whatnot, and like you know sneaking up behind people and like you think you see something in your eye. Right. Then when they're just wandering around and like. Yeah, scaring I, people for no reason. They're the, not really the part where the part where they lose all their teeth is when they trap the one guy in the room, and he is definitely going to get killed. And then they he just turns it around and walks away because he didn't have the words. <laughs> yeah, which it's like ah, uh, I mean that was that was a cool reveal, yeah. but it was like oh, so they're not really you know they don't even care unless yeah they're not going to the do words. anything uh, yeah so. Okay. Uh, but still, I thought that they, I, I thought that they were still very creepy. And then the Fisher King was creepy as all get out. He was just terrifying monster guy. Corbin disagrees. But he's wrong. Eh. What? Uh, what's your score, Corbin? Well, I'm gonna say a hundred. I do disagree that he was. Again, he was creepy when it's like, oh, what's this thing lurking around? But then, mm. you know, he shows up. And it's like, and it's like, it's a big oh. monster. I don't right. think they're really trying to be he's a creepy with him anymore. But he's he's just, he's just supposed to look cool. He's a monster. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna go 150. I think All right. the the ghosts was really the only creepy part, and I I think that uh the one dude that like was always carrying around the weapon that that came up after the blind person. He was the creepiest uh-huh. looking dude. Yeah, you know, not blind person. Sorry, deaf person. Am I? Didn't they say at the end of the first episode, there's three ghosts out in the water and then only the doctor ever showed up? No, there was not three ghosts out in the water. I thought that's what they said. No. And I no, was like, you said something about that and I didn't know what you were talking about. I thought they said that and it's like, oh, who could have guessed? It's the doctor and the other two people he took back in the past with him. But then it was only ever think, the doctor. Yeah, I don't think they said huh. anything about three ghosts. Out there. Yeah, I don't. They saw... Something. You sure? No, I'm not sure. That's why I said I don't think so. I, I thought they were saying three ghosts because there already were three ghosts. And then twist reveal, it's actually the three people who went back in time. Ugh. And then it was only ever the doctor. They said, yeah. how did that ghost get out? And then they like, zoom yeah, in. All right, so that brings us down to the game plan next week. Uh, we're just plodding right along into episode five the girl who died, and then following that, the woman who lived. I mm. sense continuity. <laughs> uh, then after we cover the woman who lived, we'll be hopping on board the Wibbly Wobbly train again to cover Interstellar for Timey Wimey number 14. What? Yeah, we. I, what? I can't wait for Interstellar. 
We've, oh, we've I know. Been, we've been talking yeah, about it for been, like two years. Yeah. Forever uh, now. If I remember correctly, we were going to do it like this time last year. Yeah. And then we ended up doing the Santa Claus 3. And then it was the year of Bill and Ted, which we, we, we you know, we wrapped that up. And uh, you know what? You know what? Uh, I wish I'd have thought of this before. There is other Bill and Ted that we could have done. There was a cartoon. Really? There wow. was There was a live action TV show that wow. probably lasted three and a half episodes before they canceled it in the middle of an episode, Aaron. Um, <laughs> nice. but, uh, but apparently, I didn't realize this, the, the cartoon was actually voiced by the original actors. Really? Oh, go, wow. Go figure, yeah. Uh, but at any rate, uh, we, we didn't do that. We should have done that. That, yeah. that could have been our fourth installment, but you know what? It's time to yeah, do Interstellar. You see yeah, what did there? We, can't, we can't put it out anymore. Right. It's, it's time mm-hmm. to do it. <laughs> That's not even a pun. It's not even it's funny. Not. Why did I say it? Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, I think that's all we've got, guys. We'll keep you posted as we come closer to episodes 11 and 12 on how we're going to handle those. But until then, guys, Noobs in the Hoobian is a production of Master Closet Studios, where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. I'm Tripp. Our production editor is the other guy. I'm Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for his classic Who connections. And shout-outs, as always, to Victor, Jared, and James for their Patreon support. You can find us at Facebook.com slash Noobs in the Whovian or Twitter.com slash Noobs Whovian. <laughs> noobs Whovian. Uh, yeah, it, it turns out not only is Noobs in the Whovian too long, Noobs Whovian is too long. So I had to get rid of the I. So <laughs> we're at Noobs Whovian. That's none of that's true. Uh, you can email us at Noobs in the Whovian at gmail.com or consider supporting us at Noobs in the Whovian.com slash support. Wherever you found us, make sure that you subscribe, leave us a rating wherever you found us, and share us with a friend. Not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. As always, my name is Austin. I'm the Hoovy, and these are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And we're we're the the noobs. And until next time, be safe if you can, but always be amazing. Goodbye. Beep, whoop.